0: Don't let the action pass you by. Check if you're eligible for a free trial of in car Wi Fi at attcom in car Wi Fi and keep the madness going. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble.
1: Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. The Ravens are coming off a big win over the New England Patriots, thirty-seven to twenty-six. It's a size them up Monday, Garrett. I'm wearing my ring, buddy. <laughs> I got it on. From now on, from now on, on size them up Mondays, I wear the ring. I busted right, it. Out. I like that. I
2: like that new tradition. We actually got an we actually mm-hmm. got an email uh, from a listener in Germany. Okay. A German listener. All right. Uh, and the head the subject line was "size them up." So, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's catching size on em up Monday. Uh, so it is a good day here uh, for Ravens fans. Obviously, you get the win over the Patriots back on track, and uh, it always feels good after a victory like that. It was a little, you know. Was a little nervous, which most games are. Oh, it was a wild one. It was a wild uh, one. It was a wild one. It was back and forth, and um, there's a lot of action. I mean, pretty exciting game, just with everything that happened offensively. A lot of turnovers on the defense by the defense. So uh, we're going to get into all of it, but uh, it's good. Well, it's a good Monday for Ravens fans. Well, for me, I
1: mean, winning at Gillette is just yeah. hard. Just everything yeah. involved, like winning on the road. Period, is difficult in the NFL. Winning at Gillette always just seems like it's, it, it just, it always feels like this great accomplishment because it is, right? I mean, it's just like, you're going into that place against Bill Belichick. You got all the, I don't know. It's just, it's the just mystique. tough. Yes. The mystique there. Exactly. It's a tough place to win. And, and really early on in this game, like I thought the Ravens, I think the Ravens are the better team, right? And I thought the Ravens, I mean, Vegas had them favored in this game, but anytime you go on the road, it's tough. And especially when you suffer the early injuries that the Ravens suffered, like early on in this game, when D- Daniel Falele is trotting out there to play left tackle, I was just thinking, and Lamar was kind of on the run early on in this game. I'm thinking, man, it, if the Ravens can eke this one out and pull this one out, what an accomplishment, right? What an accomplishment. Mac Jones was playing pretty good football too. and And for them to then kind of pull away 37 to 26, I mean, bravo, just just a really big win, I think, that will help, you know, I, ca- I think kind of help carry the, the team heading into another tough game against the Bills. You know, getting that win kind of gives you that boost of confidence going into a big game against Buffalo in week four. Yeah, and beyond just like the confidence boost, it was just a game
2: like standings wise that I think the Ravens needed. Like sure. I think certainly... The Patriots could end up being a team that's in that in that wild card mix. I know we're playing yep. this thing out, you know, fifteen you know weeks down the line, but um, I, I th- certainly think that they're a team that will probably be there in the mix in the AFC. Um, you you don't want to lose early AFC games that you have a chance to win, and Absolutely. so this was an important game for the Ravens to get a victory. And I, I agree. I mean, I think you know, like the Ravens have played so many big games in Gillette over the years, uh, both regular season and playoffs. And there's just not many, like to your point, like not
1: many teams go into Gillette and win. And, and part of that. Well, is the that Ravens had never decades. done so in the regular season. Right. So that was kind of a storyline going into the game. The Ravens had never won at Gillette in the regular season. They they won more important ones. Yeah. In the playoffs. Right. Um, But, you know, winning there in the regular season with one of the few teams, the Ravens had never done that. Yeah. And, and like, of course, part of the reason
2: that it's so tough to win there for two decades is that they had Tom Brady, who's the best football player of all time probably Mm -hmm. uh so that obviously had a huge re it was a huge reason why it's so difficult to win there but still it is a tough place to win um you know those fans are on you um they're nasty they make it tough and it was a it was a really good victory um so uh yeah i think ravens fans should feel pretty good uh this morning about that one all right we're going to get into all of it But before we do we do want to give a shout out to our friends at DraftKings. as you know the sports landscape is always changing this week is no different DraftKings is a leader in daily fantasy sports, and it still has daily fantasy contests running for those who are looking to have some skin in the game. So every player has a salary associated with drafting them. You assemble a lineup of players, and then you try to stay under a salary cap and sit back and watch your points pile up. So now you know how to play. You can download the DraftKings app today and sign up using the code FLOCK. New New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. The code is FLOCK. And that's available at DraftKings. Go ahead and download that today. So, all right, Mike, let's start with, I think the offense is the natural place to start because yeah. I'll tell you what, Lamar Jackson's playing at an MVP level. And if you were to hand it out after three weeks, he'd have my vote. And this offense is, is humming. Um, yep. And what, what what was your take on what we saw from the offense yesterday and I guess over
1: the course of this early part of the season? I mean, the funny thing is like, what, what more do you say about Lamar Jackson, right? That like, it's just funny. After every game like this, it's the the same questions. Like, are you still surprised when you see this from Lamar? Are you still taken aback? And I've heard those questions time and time again. And I thought John Harbaugh was pretty funny after the game. He's like, look, like if you still doubt the guy, like I I just don't even know what to say to you. You're, you're gone. You're, you're, you're gone. (laughs) Like you, you're off the ledge. We we don't have a conversation to even be had because Lamar Jackson, um, we've seen it time and time again. You know he just kind of puts he kind of puts it on his shoulders, right? And and this was as he coined, and I want this phrase to take off because I think it was a good one yesterday, right? There was there was you know in twenty nineteen pretty good for a running back, right? Yeah. This one is Lamar football, right? And and, and it's just Lamar's brand of football is unlike anybody else's in the world that ever has been probably maybe even ever (laughs) will be right it's lamar football and it's special to him and it's hard to sum up but it's just like a it's most importantly oftentimes winning football right Mm -hmm. and and that's what this was it was like he was kind of on the run early in this game you know even from the first snap even before the McCarry injury he was kind of on the run Judon was in his face i mean uh, they had three sacks from, uh, who was the other guy that had three sacks? Dietrich Wise. Dietrich Wise had three sacks in the first half, right? And then once Faalele comes in, like I said, like, you're like, oh, man, this is going to be, it's going to be tough to do anything offensively, right? And uh, and Lamar just kind of figured it out. Uh, I thought it was interesting that John Harbaugh, after the game, said, you know, his pregame preparation The the kind Mm -hmm. of the the preparation, the mental side of the game, like he's just continued to mature in that way. And we're seeing the fruits of that. We saw it last week against the Dolphins with him really defeating their blitz and just kind of totally negating it. And then this week he's going against Bill Belichick, this defensive, you know, mastermind, you know, regarded as one of the the smartest defensive coaches in the league uh, coaches, period. And and Lamar on the fly, kind of with guys going down around him and whatnot, like Lamar and Greg Roman figured it out and made tweaks and figured it out and really kind of took over the game. So I, I, I thought it was just a, an impressive performance across the board from him. Yeah.
2: I, I just think, I, I do think it was interesting that, that Harbaugh made the point after the game that the, the preparation has gone to a new level. And so I think that his mm-hmm. understanding of defenses and the way teams want to play him um, and yep. his ability to counter that is evident. Exactly. And that is just like, you're, you're seeing that. And I think that like, We've talked with Lamar since he arrived in Baltimore about like evolutions of his game, and like I think it's a little too simple to be like he's just going to continue to evolve as a passer. Like what and how, how so? In what way? Like is it his arm? Is it his accuracy? Is it the way they read defenses? And I think that what we're seeing is like his evolution this year. I think is in two main ways that I see it. One is 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 his accuracy. I think that has been improved, and he's he's delivering balls on a dime. I think this year more than I've seen in the past. And then I think the other part of it is is what John Harbaugh talked about and that just seems like he has like his mastery of the game and his mastery of this offense and how teams want to play him just seems to be so much sharper. And that, you know, that's why you can go out and put up five touchdowns, four passing, one rushing and just basically put the team on your back. And like it's not just his
1: and be, I think I think your point too, to be able to adapt yeah to, to kind of adapt to what's going on and be able to pivot and throw that counter punch. you know like that was kind of what we saw in Miami and, and that was one game, right it, In Miami it just kind of snowballed and the Ravens were never able to really counter that. and and this time we, we've seen it now where okay, like we need to adjust in this way and, and they they kind of figure it out. Um, I th- I think that's kind of the big difference. Yeah, i
2: i, I totally, I totally agree. I, I just, I, I think that we're gonna continue to see like Lamar be challenged in different ways. Every, he talked going into this game like it's kind of it's kind of uncertain how the Patriots are gonna play me because and, and play this offense. You know, Bill Belichick is so yep. much such a game plan specific coach, and so how how are they gonna defend us? We don't know and then you can he has the ability to adjust within the game and i just think that that like is a testament to the work that he puts in you know that's 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 the monday through saturday work the sunday stuff mm-hmm. um you know we've all seen that and you know this this isn't to say he didn't work hard previously he certainly did but i think that as you become a veteran player you just understand the game so much more you just have like this understanding yep. of like you've seen it before, you know how teams are going to play. You know the different defenses and the looks you're going to see. You know how coaches are going to try to confuse you at the line of scrimmage. Like you know all that. You've been through it, and I think that uh, we're we're seeing the benefits of
1: it uh, at this point. The, I, the other thing, to, I, think, I think it's. I was just going to say, I think it's pretty remarkable that uh, right now, after three weeks and you know, pending Monday Night Football, Lamar Jackson leads the league in touchdown passes with yep. ten he's fifth in the league in rushing yards Mm -hmm. with 243 tied with christian mccaffrey by the way not bad company (laughs) um and and And, i mean and he's in the top 20 in passing yards well and he's number one in passing rating. right exactly number one in in, uh passer rating exactly 119 passer rating ahead of tua uh ahead of patrick mahomes ahead of josh allen right like Like I said, there's what the MVP wrote through through three weeks. Well, exactly. I mean, I think you would. I think you would give it to him. I mean, I don't know. I don't think that there's probably another quarterback out there in the world that wins that game yesterday in Foxborough with all those conditions. Like, with with what was going on, I don't think that another quarterback can stand in the pocket and take that. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I just think, like, he had a lot of heat on him. He had a lot of heat on him, especially in that game. And if he wasn't able to escape that with his legs and make the plays that he was able to make that way, I don't think anybody else would have won that game. I'm, well,
2: well, yeah. In, in addition to a size him up Monday, it's a hyperbole Monday for you.
1: <laughs> I mean, I thought it was a, a, a just a masterful performance. I don't
2: know. I mean, look, am I I'm not diminishing? I think that I think that Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and you know aaron Rodgers and tom brady you know probably could have had a good good you know, they would have done fared to okay I, you know so i'm not diminishing anything but i just
1: yeah hyperbole monday here. Hey, i'm wearing, One I'm wearing in a super bowl ring right now sir <laughs> all right i mean, i'm entitled I to any level of hyperbole that i want i'm wearing a super bowl ring
2: I don't think any player living or dead. Well, ever, won well, that especially
1: game. dead ones, dead ones definitely wouldn't have won that <laughs> game. I can tell you that much.
2: <laughs> that was the most historic performance I've ever seen by an athlete in <laughs> all of sport.
1: All right, let's keep it moving, buddy. The guy who's not wearing his <laughs> ring. All right. You're not entitled to make hyperbole <laughs> statements, right? Uh, all
2: right. So another thing on uh, two, two other things on the offense. One, we've talked about this already. Um, over the course of this year but the receiving core and I including Mark Andrews in that like the concerns about them se- sh- certainly seem unfounded coming into the season Devin Duvernay just continues to impress um and making contested catches and being such an important driver of this offense that was just such a great play by him in the corner of the end zone to get his feet down make the tough catch yeah contested catches man I mean
1: Devin Duvernay is like, like showing that's, it yeah. like you know he's not like yep. the tallest. You know you don't think of Devin Duvernay as being the big-bodied contested catch receiver. Yeah, he's well, he's not. He's not a big. <laughs> exactly, body. he's not. I mean, he's pretty thick. He's pretty muscular, but like to be able to go up and make those plays, like I said before, it's Anquan Bolden esque. Speaking of Anquan Bolden esque, the Mark Andrews touchdown just <laughs> that was very much bossing Devin McCordy in the back of the end zone. I thought he should, if he did the double point down with the laugh. It would have really completed that play for me, and just a flood of Anquan Bolton uh, AOC championship memories would have came back. But still, it was close enough. Yeah. Just lost him.
2: It was. Like, I don't know how many times you need to say that Mark Andrews is a beast, but he is. And I just think that he is is so good. And, like, he somehow continues to get better. And I think he's the best tight end of the game. I really do. Travis Kelsey is amazing. But, like, the way that Andrews makes some of these contested catches and – he is just so – he's just so dang good, so dang good. And so that was great to see that yesterday.
1: Well, and, and just like everybody, obviously, Mark Andrews isn't a secret. The secret's out on Mark Andrews. <laughs> very right? much, very and, much. And, like, continues to uh, – I mean, Devin McCourty, I thought was interesting after the game, his quote about it. He's like, you know, the guy – just a tight end – in a tight end-centric offense, and you have a tight end like that with the speed and the size that he has – and you don't often hear about like defensive backs just talking about Mark Andrews speed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But uh the quickness, the speed that he has, it, it's just a really really tough matchup regardless of you know how tight you're you're on him. You know what I mean? And so it, yeah, he's I mean, he's a beast. Yeah. He's a beast. What else can you say? And then I thought I thought what was interesting was the running game. Yeah, I mean, so that I was, was get really it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was that was uh, a huge part of this offense getting going, uh, especially there in the third quarter, uh, r- rattling off three touchdowns. I mean, Justice Hill, had, John Harbaugh said it on Monday. The arrow is pointing up. It's skyrocketing now. It's busting through the ceiling now on Justice Hill. Six carries for 60 yards, including a really nice 34 yarder where he was weaving through traffic showed nice vision on that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was the one justice Hill run last week where you're like, get up the field. He got up field this time and did a little weaving. So it's a good combination of the two. Um, and, and really it was a split between he and Dobbins in terms of snaps. Justice Hill played 29 JK Dobbins in his first game back from the injury played 26. Um, and so I think that that's probably what we're going to see moving forward. You know, pending Gus Edwards' return, is we see now a two-headed monster in Baltimore between Justice Hill and J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, yeah, totally.
2: And to see Justice, I mean, Justice Hill got a shout-out uh, from John Harbaugh game and his presser, also got a shout-out uh, in the locker room speech. If you haven't watched the locker room speech yet, it, really, it was great, so you can check that out. Go ahead and, and check that out um, on our website and all of our social channels. But yeah, Justice Hill, I think that, like, you're looking for somebody to emerge in this backfield, and I think that a lot of people have basically been saying, well, it's going to be J.K. once he gets healthy, and I do think that, ultimately, it will be J.K. once he gets back, you know, fully back, and, and J.K., I think it was an emotional day for him yesterday, like, he, he wanted, he's wanted to play for so long, so badly, and he did say that, like, the emotions of that game, and, and I was watching him pregame, and I was down there on the field watching him, and, like... He he just seemed different than I've seen him in other pregames.
1: games. Um, oh, he's always jacked. He up is, in but it was
2: at a different level. Like like almost like an internal emotion. I would say I feel like it, uh, other other games I've seen him, it's like outwardly and shouting and exuberance, and like this seemed to be more of an internal, locked in, focused, um, not making eye contact with anybody. Um, it just seemed that it was very much a kind of an emotional day for him. And he did say, he did tell me in the locker room that it was certainly emotional for him. But then he also said, like, it, it was great to play. He's blessed to play. But now he needs to take it, like he needs to basically get back to his old self. And that's kind of the next part yeah. f- for him,
1: which which takes time. Well, and I think everybody expected that, yeah. right? I mean, you have to, you, there's rust that needs to be knocked of off. Like, practicing and doing all that stuff is great. And that helps, that's a step. In the, in the process of returning to the field, an important one, right? Uh, but then getting back in a game action, like, that is another important step. And you have to do it eventually, right, in order to get to the ultimate step, which is back to his rookie, you know, pre-injury self. That's the aim, right? And he's not there yet. And he said even, you know, I asked him physically, how did you feel? Did you feel like you were back to pre-injury self? And he was like, eh, no, no, I don't, you know. Um, and, and I, I appreciate the honesty in like, you know, but that's, that's okay. That's not cause for concern. It's just another step in his return. And like you said, I think ultimately JK Dobbins will be the ball carrier, the leader in terms of carries and, and whatnot. And I, I am very confident that we, he will get back to that hundred yard self that he was before. Um, it's just, you know, it might not happen against the bills. It might not happen the week following or whatever. It's going to take a little bit of time. And the good news is that justice Hill. Who, by the way, is another player coming back from a season-ending injury. Let's not forget that Justice Hill suffered an Achilles mm-hmm. tear last year, right at the around the same time that Dobbins went down and every Gus and everybody. But the way he's bounced back from that Achilles, like I've said all along, Dr. Mink here, <laughs> Garrett, has talked about the Achilles versus the ACL, LCL, and everything else that J.K. Dobbins went through. Justice has returned really strong. And it's just as fast, if not faster. It's been kind of a miraculous recovery for him to see where he's at physically. Um, And he's just he's doing a really good job.
3: Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution and borrowing, everything costs more.
0: Don't let the action pass you by. Check if you're eligible for a free trial of in-car Wi-Fi at com slash in-car Wi-Fi. And keep the madness going. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required.
2: So we actually have a question here. You can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Uh, the question is related to the running game. Jesse emailed us and said, you, did the vastly improved run game have much to do with Daniel Fa'alele coming into the game, or was it mostly other factors? So Fa'alele uh, came in at left tackle after Patrick McCarry went down. Uh, I think he, you know, tough assignment to go in there as a uh, mid-round rookie and step into, you know, the toughest position, to play on the offensive line. I think a little shaky early and then settled in. So what do you think? Uh, do you attribute any of the run
1: game success to his you know, stepping into the offense? I mean, it's so hard to tell. I'm not, like, sitting there locked in on the left tackle, you know? Yeah. Um, here's what I, I will say. Run game success really is a multi-pronged thing, right? Like, it, like we've talked about in previous episodes where we discussed what's wrong with the run game, when you're talking about what's right with the run game, well, really it has to do with, like, kind of each little part of the process doing their job. I thought that Pat Ricard specifically had a, a very good game, uh, a a better game than he had last week against Miami. I think he was a big part of that. And I just think the offensive line cohesion was better. Just that's what it takes, right? It's it's each guy doing their individual job and that makes the whole thing go. So, sure, I think that Dan, Daniel Falele, you know, he's a big, strong guy. Like putting him in there in that offensive line could have certainly helped the run game, but I think you know, it's not like you can attribute the whole thing to him. I think just cohesively, the offensive line did a better job uh, altogether.
2: And uh, you know, I, I think that Justice Hill. I think that that's been you know the, the the other change. You know, Kenyon Drake was inactive. Mike Davis, you know, barely played. So I think that moving forward,
1: got one. Yeah, he got moving one forward,
2: snap. to me, it looks like as it stands right now, we're going to see it's going to be kind of, it's going to be Justice and it's going to be J.K. And I think those two guys, yep. you know, probably have the most juice. Uh, especially as JK continues to get healthier, and that's how the Ravens are going to try to, you know, have some success on the ground.
1: Yep, totally agree. All right, anything else on the on the offense you want to hit before you flip over to the defensive side? Well, I do want. I will say I thought it was important for Rashad Bateman. One other thing to come back after mm. the fumble and, and make that big thirty-five yard catch down the sideline. That was a that was just a big play in the game that shouldn't be, I think, overlooked. And I think, hey. We've all kind of said, you know, hey, when's Nick Boyle going to get his term? What, you know, when is Josh Oliver? Why is Josh Oliver active over Nick Boyle? Josh Oliver caught a touchdown. Man, you got to give him yeah. credit for his touchdown of his career. Hell, it was what, a one-yarder or whatnot? I mean, yeah. not talking about a long bomb, but hey, made the play, right? And uh, had two. Counts Counts the same. That's right. right. Counts the same whether it's a long bomb <laughs> That's or right. a one-yard touchdown. Had two catches for eight yards. Like, give him credit, right? And I, I do think it's interesting you know, he still played 40% of the snaps. Nick Boyle got four snaps, 7% of the action. So even though Nick was active for his first game, not really, obviously, a big role. But, again, maybe that's kind of shaking off the rust or whatnot. But, um, you know, shout out to Josh Oliver for making a play when it mattered. Totally. All right, before we... Josh Oliver got more snaps than Isaiah Likely, by the way. Isaiah Likely had 20 to Oliver's
2: 24. Yeah. Kind of interesting. Yeah. All right, before we uh, talk some defense, uh, we do want to give a shout-out to a couple of our partners. Metabilia, do you want to preserve a piece of history from a very special Ravens game that you're watching live? Well, now you can. Go to Ravens Auctions in the Ravens app to get a special collectible collectible item for the Ravens fan and your family. This is a game-used ball. You could get a game-used ball, or you could get a game-used jersey from your favorite player. Also, helmets, gloves, pants towels we got everything in there so raven's auctions has it all and you can check this out in the ravens app today which is powered by metabilia so you
1: know what's pretty cool is my nephew connor connor got a justice hill jersey game worn justice hill jersey Yup, when he was at the Dolphins game, scored that before the game. Now he's looking like, everybody's going to be like, Justice Hill, Justice Hill. (laughs) Yeah, that was a good pickup. Got it just at the right time before he blew up. Well done. Well done by Connor.
2: Also, we're calling all snacks and sports fans. Make sure your game days are even more satisfying by entering the Frito-Lay Snack and Snaps series on DraftKings. Play for free for your shot at $120,000 in total cash prizes. During weeks one through six of the pro football season, get your skin into the game courtesy of Frito-Lay at DraftKings.com slash Frito-Lay. All right, so defense, um, you know, they they gave us some points, but they also had a bunch of turnovers. It was good to see Marcus Peters get a pick. Good to see Marlon Humphrey get a pick. Um, And also, I think, you know, one player who I thought was really critical to see him make a play was Kyle Hamilton gets the punch out at a huge point of the game. And I just think that was huge for him coming back from a tough week against the dolphins.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was kind of, uh, you know, the defense giveth and it taketh away. Right. And, um, and that's, that's okay. I mean, obviously what you want is a shutout with, you know, five turnovers, but like that doesn't always happen. Like I said, at the beginning, I thought Mac Jones played a pretty darn good game. I like, I think he's pretty good. Yeah. Sometimes you got to tip your cap. I mean, like made some very precise throws, um i thought he was good i I thought you know all like a lot of their big plays it it wasn't like they were busts it wasn't like the miami game where the guys wide open these are coverage busts, obvious mistakes like pretty tight coverage you know jalen armor davis the rookie uh played a fair amount of snaps and and gave up a couple but like was in good cut in good spots right it wasn't like there was an obvious big mistake so I thought the the Patriots uh, offense played pretty well. They can run the ball a little bit, too. I was impressed with Ramondre Stevenson, um, 12 carries for 73 yards. I mean, the Ravens' run defense, I think uh, that is something I think they need to tighten up a little bit. Um, You know, we've talked about the pass defense. Obviously, that has to continue to improve. But um, So, yeah, giving up as many yards as they did, 447 total yards is more than you want to give up, yeah, right? But if if you're going to sit there and get four turnovers – Well, now that that will mask a lot of those kind of issues. Right. And that'll cover that'll make up for it. And so to see them make the plays down the stretch, especially after, you know, they blow a 21 point lead to the Dolphins. Now you have an 11 point lead entering the fourth quarter and all of us are kind of saying, oh, boy, like, you know, here we go again. Um, It was the, the Bateman fumble, which in my humble opinion should not have been a fumble, but so be it. Um, but to see the Ravens come back and get those three straight turnovers, the Marlin interception in the end zone, and then obviously the, the big-time fumble play by Kyle Hamilton, f- capped by the Marcus Peters uh, game ceiling interception. I mean, that's what you want to see. And, and af- especially after that meltdown, hearing that the Ravens had a players-only meeting to kind of rally and say, you know, get their heads together and be accountable, like to see it kind of pay off after all the mental kind of stuff they went through during the week. You just feel really happy for those guys. Yeah, I think,
2: I, I think that, like, if you're looking at this game and you're, looking and you're assessing the defense, I do think it's a little bit of a – it's a mixed bag because you did give up the yards. And, you, you, know, you know, Devontae Parker goes out there and has, you know, a, a really big day and, you know, one of the best days of his career. Um, and so you're just like, okay, don't like that. Um, but, <laughs> right. but, as we often say, like, turnovers count. You know, the, the other side, you know, so that, that matters as well, maybe even more so. The concerning thing is that turnovers do have the tendency to be, like, fluky.
1: You know, they're, they're tough to predict from one week to the next. Um, and so if you— I, I, Yeah, I think that, that there's certainly a degree to that. There's also teams that are constructed to get more turnovers like the Ravens. Yeah, also, I think the Ravens right? are, I mean, and they, they will. Right? They invested in Marcus Williams for that reason, yep. to get more turnovers. You know, you get Marcus Peters back on the field. I mean, nobody gets more interceptions than that guy. Yep. You know, you draft Kyle Hamilton, who's kind of this ball-hawking, you know, hard-hitting kind of guy. Yep. Um, that is by design to give the Ravens more turnover ability, which is a, an area where they struggled mightily last year. That yep. That's really the big difference, right? Last year, they were giving up the yards. And they couldn't get the turnovers. Yep. If you're if you're gonna give up the yards, you got to get the turnovers to make up for, it and the sacks ideally to make up for it. You know the sacks weren't really coming yesterday. Ravens got three of them. One really right near the end of the game from uh, Brandon Copeland. But you know you also lost Justin Houston in the first half, mm-hmm. who's been your best pass rusher so far. Mm-hmm. So that impacts that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, I'm not suggesting that like you, turnovers are all luck. Um, but they, they just can be difficult. They can be, they can come and go in waves a little bit. Yeah. I, I, I I understand what you're saying. Um, so look, I, I think that the defense, like the, the quote that John Harbaugh talked about after the game is, was, I guess Marlon said it to him walking off the field. Like we're not, we're not there yet, but we're on our way. And I think that the this was a step in the right direction for the defense. I still think they have work to do. I think that the addition of Jason Pierre, Paul, um, you know, we'll see if he plays this week. um, but the addition of him, there's going to be. It's like, all right, you step right up because the Ravens are going to need him. Who knows if Justin Houston misses time, you know, dealing with a groin yep. issue uh, that's that's knocked him out of the second half of yesterday's game. But Jason Pierre-Paul may be called upon in a big way right away, uh, yep. and so the Ravens need some some pass rush support. And I think that that's going he's going to be a huge piece of that, obviously. Um, and then I just think the secondary, like. Talk about a tough assignment. This week, it's Josh Allen and, and the Buffalo Bills offense, which, by the or way— Stephon you know, the,
1: Diggs, Gabe Davis, all those guys. Yeah,
2: I mean, they're they're incredible. I do, I do think, just as a side note, like, you know, the Ravens should have beat the Dolphins. Don't. Dolphins go and beat the Bills. Now there's buzz about the Dolphins being the best team in the NFL. So it just kind of shows you, like, how crazy,
1: like, the NFL can be from week to week. And how also, oh, right. I That's- do think the
2: Dolphins are a really good team.
1: I do think they're a really good team, and it's also kind of wild. Like, the Ravens really should have smoked them, should should have right. just blown them out. And if they're the best team in the NFL, what's that say about the Ravens? Yeah, so no, on they didn't. They didn't. No, the Ravens, no. but it's, this is know, a glass. size them up Monday.
2: This is a size them up Monday, so the Ravens right. should have beat them. If the Dolphins are the best team in the NFL, then by default, the Ravens are actually then, the best team in the NFL. Then
1: which finger am I getting my ring on? This That's is a the size them up Monday. Size them up, baby! <laughs> <laughs> I will also point this out about the defense. You know, we talked about the takeaways obviously being very important. There was a a, a big seven-point swing in this game when Patrick Queen had an interception bounce off his chest right outside the end zone that maybe he even could have taken the distance, who knows, maybe, you know, for a pick six. Like, you know, that's seven points right there. They scored a touchdown on the very next play. So when you're also evaluating the defensive performance here, that's something to keep in mind.
2: Yeah, I think that that's, you know i'm sure patrick is kicking himself this morning i mean that's a play that he just needs to make um yeah and and i'm sure he's he he just saw all that open green grass and was thinking <laughs> about his touchdown dance as he would have been running
1: down the field and just let that one pop off his chest so um yeah i, I, I also give credit to josh bines i thought yeah good game for josh Bynes. led the team in tackles and makes an interception like ageless pretty wonder strong game for the veteran. Yeah. yep pretty strong game from the veteran so look um
2: We are planning to have another guest uh, on the podcast later this week, and if you haven't done so already, uh, we do want you to know that we do video versions of The Lounge uh, when we do our player interviews. Uh, Those are on video as well as the audio version, uh, which you can watch on our website and our app and our YouTube channel. Um, So go ahead and check that out if you ever want to see what it looks like to hear Mink do the big win. Well, now you can see it. Now you can actually
1: see him do it in person. Well, this one you made me dial it down a little bit, and then we got the the big win. So this is really making me reevaluate. <laughs> yeah, you're going back to figure out
2: how you how you want to assess this. <laughs> kind of back to the drawing board. But
1: I, I got to do some film study this yeah. week on what I'm going to do for the big. Yeah,
2: for sure. So um, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with you later this week with the guests and also to talk ahead to the, about that game coming up against the Bills, which is going to be a monster game. m and Stadium is going to be electric. Uh, but thanks for listening. Send us your emails to the lounge at Ravens. Dot NFL dot net. Also, if you haven't done so yet, check out the Purple Chair Podcast. a uh, really good podcast. It brings you some unique perspective. Uh insight. Hosted by Cassie Calvert. Yep, Cassie does a great job with it. Uh Sarah Snyder, our uh, director of nutrition, was just on it. Um and she was it's just if you if you know if you want to know what it takes to feed an NFL team and all that goes into that, um well Well, it's a full time job just to keep
1: me fed, also, let's be honest. Yeah, but Oh my gosh, we forgot to talk about the chowder. Ooh. How many bowls did you get? I got one bowl, but it was a large serving. It was several it was several, ladles. You, blew it. It was several ladles. you blew it. You blew it. You blew it. I was two bowl one pregame, one at halftime plus a lobster roll. I got to give Gillette Stadium some props. Their food spread is pretty strong. Yeah. And the apple cobbler with the ice cream?
2: Yeah. I, I I think that Gillette Stadium might have the best press box food in the league.
1: I think it does. I mean, obviously, you throw in the clam chowder. The clam chowder. Yeah, the chowder. Obviously, it's great. And a lobster roll. And then that little apple. You know the price plate. of lobster right now? I know. It was good. It was good. It was good. very good. And and uh, before we go, we also also have to, of course, always, every time we go to Gillette Stadium, we pay our respects to the chair that Garrett <laughs> destroyed. <laughs> that you destroyed. <laughs> after At the end of the 2011 AFC Championship, you always do the sign of the cross. You pay a moment of silence for the chair that you picked up and slammed. You can Dorseyed. You can would that chair after the Lee Evans drop in the MC Championship. So we had to pay our respects. Yeah, that. we stopped. We stopped by. We put flowers down next to the chair. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is always a good memory. It's yep. there's a lot of memories in that press box. That we also came... we also
1: shared the memory during the game yesterday. all right, this is getting long. But we also shared the memory in what is 2014, 2014 right Ravens take a 2 14 point leads against the Patriots and we're in the press box and we're we're like practicing our golf swings talking about going to the Super Bowl in in Arizona. We should have been doing that yesterday. it's back in Arizona to talk about size them up. <laughs> can will they put our full club like the full bag of clubs? Can you put that in the undercarriage? Can you, can you bring that, that on? Plate? Will that fit in the overhead? Because I'm going to have to get my clubs out here. We're getting ready for Glendale, baby. All right. Thank you for listening. We'll talk with you again later this week.
0: You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them.